0: Welcome to Psych and Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. I'm Dr. T, a licensed clinical psychologist in Los Angeles, California.
1: And I'm Dr. P, a professor of psychology in Ventura, California. Welcome and thank you for joining us. The purpose of this podcast is to bridge our love of all things psychology with our love of all things reality television. Starting out for our first podcast, We're going to recap the newest season of 90 Day Fiancé, The Other Way.
0: Welcome back to Psyching Reality with Dr. T and Dr. P. This is Dr. T. This is Dr. P. And we are excited to talk about the next episode of 90 Day Fiancé, The Other Way. So, um, wow, this season has been a lot the last couple of episodes.
1: Yeah, I was stressed this past episode. I was on pins and needles. I was feeling what was going on with the the cast. It it was it was a lot.
0: Yeah, so we definitely have a lot of things to talk about this week and um definitely I'm looking forward to seeing what you um are interested in for next week's episode. So I can't wait mm. for that discussion, but um I guess I'll start it off this week um the couple that I wanted to talk about was Jenny and Samit. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about will they work out because of some of the um, cultural differences and and how much like his family plays a role in his relationships or at least when it comes to Mm -hmm. his marriage. And so um, this week, the show opened up where Jenny and Samit had um, his brother over and um, they were, uh, or Jenny decided rather to um, share the news about the ring ceremony, which seemed like they hadn't had a, a discussion about like, are we going to tell them about mm-hmm. this or not? Because um, I think Samit seemed a little bit surprised. Like, okay, wait, why did you like break the news um, to his brother? And so. They get into the conversation about the ring ceremony, and um, their faces were basically like shocked. Like, wait, you're gonna get married now? <laughs> and like, have you told you know mom and dad? Do they know about this? And um, basically, Samit had not told his parents. He was planning to um, do the ring ceremony, and then you know tell his parents so that he can show them how much he loved Jenny. Um, and the way the conversation went was basically his brother was like, you know, you have to tell them um, or in so many words, you know, he was going to, to, to share the news <laughs> on his behalf. And so uh, basically after they left um, and Jeannie and, and Simit were talking, he basically um, changed his mind about the ring ceremony and decided that it may be better to postpone the ring ceremony until he is able to talk to his parents. And obviously, um, Jenny was not happy about that. And she sort of, um, I don't know if I say she freaked out. Uh, I think she was more about like um, nervous, but also the reality of what happened before when his parents basically took him away. And so I think she was um, rightfully concerned about, you know, (laughs) What's going to happen once his parents break the mm-hmm. news? And, you know, I can see that Summit really was trying to encourage her to, like, be hopeful. Um, I'm not sure what was going through his mind about um, his parents being flexible. But I think Jenny definitely disagreed with the idea about, you know, them understanding. And so she was like, well, maybe if we're alive, <laughs> then we'll mm-hmm. be able to um, to have this ceremony. But his parents show up.
1: It's almost like, oh, sorry. To Go ahead. It's, it, it's almost like Jenny is pretty well aware that his parents hate her. And I think Submit is, of course, they're his parents. So he, he loves them and cares for them. But I think Jenny sees it very clearly that this is not something that's gonna get resolved. And I think we're just kind of hitting our head against the wall by continuing to do this.
0: Right, and I don't know if, I mean, they may hate her. I think, you know, as they've stated before, and even, you know, his brother, well, the conversation came with his brother um, about the fact that Ginny is older and that his parents Mm -hmm. have a hard time accepting the fact that he is going to marry her, you know, being that she, there is such a big age um, difference. But his parents show up and they basically um, have a conversation um, about their relationship and the fact that, you know, um, Samir decides he wants to just like, let's just cut to it. Um, and, and basically tells them how much he loves her. And his mom was basically not in it. And she was like, over my dead body, um, that you're going to get married. And so I think it, it's going to be a, uh, I think I've been saying this a couple of weeks now, uh, interesting to see what happens and if he is willing to actually go through with the marriage, given the fact that um, ultimately his parents, you know, can't stop him from what we found out, you know, last week's episode Mm -hmm. where there are different methods for them to, 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 to get married without the parents having to approve of the relationship. But both of his parents basically are not on board uh, with the fact of of him marrying Jenny. And I was really caught off guard. And I don't know what your thoughts were uh, when his dad was like, out of all the women that you could have picked, why would you choose yeah. her? Like there are other women <laughs> that you could have uh, picked, you know, besides Jenny. And, um, and Jenny basically got upset rightfully so and stormed out of the room. And so that's sort of where we left off uh, for this week. And so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next week um, related to their relationship.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can only imagine that the conversation is going to get worse because even before, uh, Smith's parents got into the house, his mother already set the stage for this isn't happening over my day. I came here to get my son. I don't Mm -hmm. care about this woman. I don't like her. And I, I think they were very, at least both of them, but definitely his mother was very forceful in saying that I I will not allow this to happen. This is not going to happen. So, I mean, it was, it was rough because it it just felt so real and that this was kind of a, you know, this is, this is our last stand kind of conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I really, I really, you know, um, I felt bad for Jenny having to watch that because as we've all seen, like she's been through this before um, with this family and their um, disagreement about the relationship. And so I almost felt like, you know, because submit, like his culture is really important to him. I just mm-hmm. don't know if he's gonna be willing to like walk away from his family. I know I've said this a couple of times before, um. So we will have to see what happens mm-hmm. and maybe we'll have to wait until the the tell-all to actually see <laughs> <laughs> what happens with this couple.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait.
0: We'll see. So what <laughs> couple um, are you talking about this week?
1: So just as I felt we had to talk about Jenny and Samit, I also think we have to talk about Brittany and Yazan. Because that was the other big story in this week's episode. Now, I like to refer to this, this portion as the enlightenment of Brittany, because I think this was the episode that Brittany was really presented with the seriousness of what's going on in Yazan's life. And you could slowly see her in her facial expressions, her progress from oh, everything's lighthearted. I'm just here to be cute, to being very serious, no makeup, very, you know, I, I am here. I am paying attention. Her clothes up. started getting covered up. Yeah, <laughs> her clothes <laughs> are getting buttoned up. You know, she was recognizing the seriousness of this. So where we started was we had uh, Brittany and her friend meeting up with Yazan and the wonderful translator named Adam. Adam, let me just say for one moment, is I think the best translator that I have seen in the entire 90 day franchise. He would—he was able to take huge blocks of uh, of of what someone was saying and translate it really accurately with context. And it was just very lovely. I really, he deserves a translator of the year award. He was great. So they all met up together, Yazan brought Adam because he wanted to have a translator to really express what's going on for him. And, you know, Yazan starts by just explaining how he is willing to tell his parents that he's gonna get married to Brittany and that Brittany will remain Christian, she won't convert, but he really just wants to know if he's gonna do that, one, he wants to know where they stand as a couple, what her intentions are, and if this is the right decision. And then two, that they're gonna have to get married sooner. And so he kind of also alludes to being in a dangerous situation, but he still doesn't really talk about everything that's going on with him and his family. But he does mention that it's bringing up problems and that he may be disowned. And that in and of itself, cause, you could see some alarm bells going off for Brittany that she didn't anticipate or expect that as a part of their relationship and being together that he would actually lose his family. So that seemed to be some information that was very um, new to her. And we really realized, I I think we've mentioned this before that Yazan hasn't been sharing what's going on with him. Like when he lost, uh, when he was fired by his parents for the fish market when they kicked him out of the house, that he's not sharing how serious things are. And mm-hmm. Brittany's just being all lighthearted. But now she's she's really getting getting a sense of that. Yeah. And, and I wondered yeah. not to
0: cut you off about mm-hmm. if he decided not to tell her like the full extent of how dangerous it could be because he didn't want her to maybe, and I don't even know if she would have, but maybe to say that mm-hmm. um she was gonna be more open to either marrying him or walking away because of that fact. And I guess we still might get to that place, you know, once mm-hmm. she has some time to sort of think about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So for Brittany, this conversation that she had with with Yazan wasn't enough. She wanted some more information. She wanted to be able to talk to one of his family members. So she goes with Adam, the translator, to meet up with Yazan's brother, Obida very good-looking Obida, by the way. So she goes and meet up with Obida, and uh, she lets us know that she didn't think that Obida really likes her, that you know, he might have liked her in the beginning but didn't care for her, but he was very pleasant with her in the beginning, You know, was friendly, and she was a little bit surprised. And then he was hella honest. He told Brittany that, Look, this relationship. I know Yazan loves you, but it—he is losing family members. There are family that believe that Yazan, by marrying her, will uh, be turning his back on their culture, and that in doing that, that's bringing shame on the family. That there are people who genuinely hate him now, and that there are some that want to kill him. And I think that all took Brittany to the edge. You could kind of see her her body tensing up, and then her becoming very visibly distressed at this news that she did not have any sense of the gravity of the whole situation, and it was really uh, coming coming down on her. Um, and so Brittany is sharing that this is not what she wants, and is there anything that she can do? And she says she's willing to even convert. If would would her converting? help the situation. And, you know, Obida kind of brushes that off and says, look, if you convert, it's only because you think that's what we want. And to convert to, to Islam means that it's coming from your heart. So this wouldn't be coming from your heart. Um, what was really nice was when Brittany was getting really tearful and upset, Obida went to her and tried to comfort her, tried to get her to stop. And He let her know that he will always stand by his brother. So he won't, she won't, he won't lose his brother. But that being said, he is going to lose his mother, his father, his cousins, all of them. And so Brittany is going to have to fulfill those roles, which she agreed to, but I don't know if she's ready to take on that level Mm -hmm. of responsibility for being everything to one person. And we kind of end around there where they, uh, Obida seems to think that Brittany's intentions are good based on how upset she was getting and that she really does love him and that he'll support them. So yeah. it's kind of how that wrapped up.
0: And I really, I mean, I was actually surprised that she even mentioned the fact that she was willing to possibly mm-hmm. convert because as we've seen her be really ambivalent you know, the last, most of the season about the fact that she was going to convert or not. And, and at times I felt like she was really clear that she wasn't going to convert. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that she even expressed the possibility of converting and considering um, some aspect of his culture, um, I think definitely demonstrated that, like she genuinely does love him and want to be with him. But mm-hmm. I think my um, sort of struggle right now with them is that, Given the severity of his dad wanting to actually kill him, like, where are you guys going to live if you do decide you know to be together? Because I imagine that living in Jordan um, is going to be very difficult to do that without you know the, the the potential threat of some sort of harm. And and like, are you going to be happy um, without trying to like worry? about this this thing mm-hmm. that's sort of over your head. So um, it'll be interesting to see what decisions, you know, she makes about if she wants to marry him, which I think he said a couple of weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was even a, a month, um, but it's a short time frame for her to make a decision about the marriage. And obviously then they would have to break the news or Yazan would have to break the news to his parents that, you know, he ultimately, has decided to marry Britney, um, and I guess whatever decision she makes about converting or not converting. But um, I wonder if that will change anything for his parents or maybe there's too much harm that's been done already, given the fact that, you know, they really have a lot of concerns about her social media posts and, and, and things like that. And and obviously feeling some disrespect um, towards their culture um, as well. So. I don't know what your thoughts are on if you think there's a possibility that they can maybe turn things around and his parents might actually be more supportive of them.
1: I, I think the damage has been done. I mean, I all I keep thinking back to is when Yazan's father was scrolling through Brittany's uh, social media and the level of rage that he had about that. I, I don't think that there's anything... I mean, if anything, it would take years for things to turn around, probably years they would have to have children and like um, for something that she would have to be Muslim for things to change. And I just don't, I don't see that. I, I feel like the sad thing is, is that, you know, Yazan is making a choice by, well, I mean, he's he's not doing this. He's not trying to disown his family, but. If he decides to be with her, that I don't think his family is going to be there other than Obida for him. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, Um, that's a good point. Yeah, I will say this this was the one episode where I really did feel that Brittany had a lot of love for Yazan. I don't think I've ever really felt it. I, I still think she's playing games with him, but I do think that there is some care and love for him. It's just, I don't know if it's enough for her to get married to him, but um, this definitely highlighted that for me. So I I really did see, see that piece from her, which I've never seen before.
0: Yeah. And the other piece I think I had not thought about until now is, you know, people sometimes will have discussions or bring up the idea about, you know, how soon is too soon to move on with like dating and relationships in the midst of like a divorce or separation. And so I wonder now <laughs> that given that she jumped into this relationship with um, with with um, Yazan fairly early with still trying to like process getting over that really troubled marriage that she was in. And, and obviously like the divorce <laughs> was still in the process throughout that time period and she had I think emotionally let go from that relationship, but had she fully healed from that experience. And so now I think that might also be a weight on her to sort of jump you know, all in with this relationship, given the fact that she is like a little bit nervous and concerned that they don't know each other as well as she might have liked to know. and. That now he he's in a situation where he has to really make some tough decisions about is he going to um, you know put this relationship you know ahead of his family.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we don't have that much time to find all this out.
0: Well, we have one more episode left to go, <laughs> and hopefully, we will get some more answers to some of the things that we've sort of been discussing and and predicting about which couple might make it, um, you know, this season. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to to see what happens, particularly with the couples that have sort of had us on the edge, or speaking for myself, had me on the edge of my seat um, the last two episodes. So any other couples that like stood out for you this week?
1: You know, I have to just express my irritation about Tim and Melisa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So <laughs> um so Tim has decided that because he cannot find work in Colombia, which again did you do your research before you came there? Did you try to find some jobs before you came to Colombia? I don't know. But because he can't find any jobs in Colombia, he has decided to return to the United States for an undetermined amount of time until he can find, then find something in Colombia and come back. She just needs to break up with him. It needs to just be over. He, uh, Even how he was framing things. I mean, the man had already bought a ticket before even talking with her about this. He was ready to go in a couple of weeks. He's acting like this is the last time he's going to see her. And I think it is. I think mm. the fact that she told him that she saw somebody when they were on a break is influencing how he feels about her now. And I think that that probably played more of a role in him thinking that, well, why should I continue to sacrifice and being, being here if she may or may not be around or has feelings for other people? I think it's just his ego. She needs to divorce, not divorce him. They're not even married yet. She needs to just break up with him, heal herself, and move on with her life in Colombia <laughs> right, And let him yeah. go back to whatever cheese state he comes
0: from. Well, he's in Texas. I don't know what the cheese reference <laughs> <It's>, he,
1: <they laughs> has to do with stick. Texas. But <laughs> yeah, I
0: do, I do remember that. Um, but no, I, I agree with you <laughs> on that point that um, I think it's going to be hard for them to restore trust and to really build that relationship given where they are. Um, when they're mm-hmm. living so far apart. So um it'll be interesting to see what conversations come up um on mm-hmm. the on the I guess the tell all because I don't know if they'll show some um scenes from them next week which they may uh, but hopefully mm-hmm. we get some more answers about the current status of their relationship you know when we get to the off. yeah yeah
1: yeah you know and you know the other the other couple that I will briefly say something about is Ariella and Biniam. Again, we were in a situation where Biniam could have told Ariella a little bit more about what to expect and what was gonna occur at the baptism. Um, I think for, for me, I felt, I don't know. I understand she's of a different religious faith. That being said, if I were in the company and especially a place of worship of another religion, I feel that I would know not to make faces. I would know not to try to look at something weird in front of a, a priest or whoever the religious spiritual head is going to be. So mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Also, I need to share one more thing. <laughs> when they wrap this baby up in injera, so injera is kind of like this, this bread that you put when we eat, we uh put all the food on top of it and you use the the bread to actually eat the food and pick it up. I nor anyone in my family has ever heard of such a thing of wrapping a baby up in injera. It's almost like if you were to take a kid and put it in a bowl of pasta. (laughs) Never heard of such a thing. I have never heard of it. So I think that's something very unique to their particular family. I actually think there's several customs that's particular to their family unit mm-hmm. so that, good that's or that's the, the other service.
0: piece of it could be that uh tlc is scripting some things to make it
1: look they, good. you know what tlc be fraud <laughs> in sometimes so i think that's what it is
0: <laughs> so maybe we'll maybe someone will ask some questions you know later on at the tell all that we'll get some answers about the specifics <laughs> of that whole ritual <laughs> But no, I think, yeah, those were the interesting things from the other couples this week. And I had make some notes um, about that. The other piece, I think, for Ariella and Biniam is about um, her mom. So Ariella's mom, I feel mm-hmm. like she stirs the pot a lot and that mm-hmm. um, it was not helpful for her to have the conversation about like I get like expressing concerns about um, living in Ethiopia and, and like that, there, there's differences in terms of culture and, and adjusting, but I feel like she could have been a little bit more supportive as opposed mm-hmm. to saying like, okay, if you're not happy, then just come on back home. Uh, but I did, I thought it was good that he, at least Ariella was like, you know, she wants to live her life independently, you know, from her parents and and, and like, and for her own family that she is building with um, Avi and Beniam. So I thought that at least she was somewhat standing up you know, for what she thought mm-hmm. was, was was important um, to her at this particular time point. But I didn't like the way that her mom sort of brought that conversation up, especially knowing that Ariella is already really anxious. And so I, I think her mom <laughs> fuels yeah. the fire um, with some of those conversations. Mm-hmm. I agree. So Dr. Page.
1: Yes, Dr. Turner.
0: It's that time in the show.
1: Yep. It's time for the page Turner, where we share what we're most looking forward to in next week's episode.
0: So let's get into the page Turner. What are you looking forward to on next week's episode, Dr. Page?
1: I'm looking forward to so many things. First of all, I hope that they show all the couples because we did not get to see Kenneth or Normando and Mm -hmm. I, I need to find out what's happening to them. Um, I think for me, it's, I don't know, it's its really a toss up between Jenny and Samit and Brittany and Yazan, but I will say Jenny and Samit, because just how tense that conversation ended with his parents and Jenny walking out, and it looks like next week, Jenny um, raises her voice, which I don't know, I just imagine the mother's going to get up and have something to say, I don't know it feels like fireworks are gonna go off. So I am excited to see that and hopeful that it comes to at least a peaceful conclusion for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to um, genius and Simit, especially because like she had been fighting so hard for this marriage to happen. And so mm-hmm. they sort of fleshed a scene of her, you know, saying like, maybe I should go back. And I just wasn't expecting her to retreat in that marriage, mm-hmm. so i uh, definitely looking forward to seeing sort of what is the resolution to this particular couple, um, but I, I like you. I'm also wondering about what's gonna happen with Kenny and Armando. I think the last couple of episodes ago we've seen them, they had just gotten the letter um, back from, from their, I don't wanna say rejection, from them not getting approval
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, to get married, and so we see them um, coming back to that conversation. I guess the human rights office has now um, communicated to them, and so I'm um, looking forward to see what that decision is and if they will actually be able to um, to get married, which you know they've been looking forward to. So um, I hope things work out, you know, for them. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think if the if the marriage doesn't happen, that they maybe the only couple (laughs) that actually (laughs) survives the 90 days.
1: I know. (laughs) We'll see what happens.
0: We'll see. Well, everyone be sure to like the show on Anchor and Spotify. You can also um, leave us a message on Anchor and you can also um, subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. So hopefully we will hear you all back on next week's episode
1: (laughs) all right bye y'all take care thank you for listening to psych in reality with dr t and dr p give us your thoughts was it good for you what other shows would you like to see us recap
0: be sure to like us on facebook and also share the episodes thanks for joining
1: us and join us next time on psych in reality with dr t and dr p